You gotta be a you gotta thought, be a Hollywood cat. Truly. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> She's a she doesn't like being in Hollywood. She doesn't like being exploited. <laughs> I had an audition for her the other day with her the other day. I was uh I had to hold her in my lap and pet her for Petco. <laughs> oh wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I've had a lot of cat. Yeah, they were like, and tell us how your cat is. And I'm like, well, she's great around people. Like, I'm not gonna, <laughs> well, I'm not gonna say like, uh, she'll tear the shit out of your arm if you touch your stomach. Sorry, like, I'm not cat, gonna say that. I hate Hollywood, but I'll still bring her. <laughs> um, my cat's a little bit midwestern. That's crazy <laughs> like, though, because I guess um, an actor or actress would have better chemistry with their own cat. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know? yeah. That's Wow. Yeah, I mean, they're, they do a lot of real family casting and stuff as well in the in the commercial world. I, I'm talking solely in the commercial world because that commercials is, was my only hope upon entering the world of Hollywood because <laughs> there's nepotism runs wild. It's oh. it's nepotism it's nepotism babies gone wild out here. Okay, and the, like people are like, you don't even have to show your titties, and they're showing their titties anyway. Okay, they, <laughs> yeah, they, are. they don't even, they don't even have to. But um, yeah, so commercials is a little bit more accessible for somebody like me who has no family in the business and uh, comes from you know Ohio and stuff. Children of the corn style, what's up? <laughs> and like, uh, so commercials, you know, they want that midwestern look a lot. They want that um, like everyday girl. They want that like. Uh, you know, somebody with like a little weight in their cheeks, you know, yeah. somebody who looks like they could have a baby, like somebody people, who looks yeah, like the people they at home can kind of relate a little child. more. <laughs> yeah. They want what? Oh, so the people that are watching can kind of relate a little more. Yeah, yeah. If it's just like an everyday looking person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So, but the cool thing about that doing the commercials is a lot of those directors aspire to be or are thoroughly involved in theatrical and film and TV. So um, that's kind of like the territory that I'm trying to break, that I've been trying to break into like my whole career, but I I feel like I've been smart about it and dumb about it. Like the smart way I feel is like, I'm like, oh, I went in through stand-up and I went in through commercials. And so like, I'm really like, you know, I could, I really know who I am. I'm very like, I have a very unique personality. My personality is very like strong, you know, that kind of thing. Whereas the average actor who went to Juilliard or whatever, you know, might not have that extreme point of view, like that extreme personal, like, opinion on everything because they've been reading everybody else's lines for their entire career <laughs> you wow, know yeah. so that's how i feel like i'm smart but then i feel like i'm dumb about it because like the best way to get what you want is to just go for what you want right and not like go these roundabout ways so i watched i started out watching sitcom like it was a religion to me i loved sitcoms i love watching like uh I'm not, now I'm like, I can't think of any of the sitcoms. <laughs> I love sitcoms too. Uh, I love Lucy. And I love like, I love yeah. Lucy. And I love uh, fucking the neighborhood. I still love the neighborhood. I love the neighborhood today. And I love like, I don't know, the uh, watching the Queens. channel shows. And just all, I can't even think of, there's just so many. I just watched them all. They're all a blur. Yeah. King of Queens. Yeah. yeah. I, definitely, I definitely grew up on, uh, on Nick at Night. 
which was all the old yeah. all the old sitcoms like the black and white ones and stuff when i was a kid Keenan and Kel. I loved Keenan. Oh, I loved that show too. That yeah. was my entrance into actually when I saw Keenan and Kel, I cried tears of happiness. And just like, I'm almost thinking, I'm like, oh my God, they're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope it wasn't tears of orange soda. <laughs> I cried tears of cheesy Mac, craft macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Cause I, we we were a Pepsi crowd. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a good place to get started. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Hypothetical Comedy. I am Funky Sam Medina, and I'm Athena Rodriguez. The very funny Athena Rodriguez. Woo! We're here Woo! with comedian Kristen Lundberg. What's up, Hello. Kristen? What's up, dude? I like how you started this podcast. You were just like, I'm gonna press record. <laughs> and we're gonna go we're gonna go with like a slow it's like a soft opening yeah i know i really enjoy yeah. just kind of like casually uh, opening it and just to kind of get, get a little conversation in before we really like get into things it's it's fun it's fun i like to catch I like that. it's like you're tricking you're like tricking us into being in the mood for it <laughs> yeah yeah it's like uh it's like you know i'm the doctor and i say look over there and then i give you a shot real quick and you <laughs> That's exactly what that it's was. The closest I'll ever be to becoming the sne- a doctor. The sneak attack opening. <laughs> no, I like that because I, I run a podcast myself. It's called Almost Be Closing, and it hasn't dropped yet, but we've recorded a lot of episodes. I'm like, okay, we got to get this. Oh, but, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so I record with my friend Sarah Bugden, and we record sales people about their failures in sales. And oh, we want wow. them to talk about their failures, which is very, very hard for them because they don't want to admit when they fail. And <laughs> some people will, but anyway, my point is, is like a lot of times I have to tell, like, I have to clap, like, hit record. Are we recording this? Like, we'll keep getting all this really good stuff. And I'm like, are we recording? Like, you need to record as soon as we get in and sit down. Like, <laughs> Like I'm like, yeah. I'm and they're like, "Are you ready to record? Is everybody ready? Who cares? Just <laughs> record. Don't even tell them. Don't even tell them." <laughs> <laughs> there you I'm go. Not, I, I just stole your uh, podcast model. <laughs> I think that's, that's how it should be done. <laughs> that's a good concept, though. Um, I I took an online. Well, I guess I haven't finished it. I took an online course <laughs> called. Um, treating sales like a comedian and like because you know you're on like a ton of sales calls or whatever and they're saying like you know one of the things that i learned is like every sales call is like an open mic because you're learning you're practicing and then the next one you're going to do better yeah i i feel like i view sales like that and like when you're trying to pitch something it in an auditioning i pitch it's like you're pitching yourself for a role auditioning it's like you have to run the room you have to come in like we're not we're not entering a lot of physical rooms right now but i did enter a physical room and i had this mindset where i was like i'm ellen degeneres and this is my show (laughs) and you're a guest on my show and i'm literally ellen degeneres so (laughs) like i had this mindset it's kind of (laughs) crazy but it felt really good when i went in there it was like i immediately just started going into stand-up like in like they weren't expecting bits you know and i wasn't doing like i, I didn't go in like hi i'm kristen lundberg and my hair is part irish part cocker spaniel or what i didn't do like my actual bits or whatever <laughs> that would be ridiculous but they were flowing as if like 
you know, it was just flowing like like it was at a, like it would at a comedy show, just very off the cuff. And I was like, man, this is my, I'm really running the room right now. And they really liked it, but I didn't book the part. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I'm, really, I'm going through a rough patch. I'm going through a rough patch. Uh, we, we're all going through rough patches right now. I think it happens. Yeah. <clears throat> I was, yeah. I was clearing my throat. Yeah. So wait. So do you you do sales? Uh, I used to do sales. Well, I, okay. yeah, I don't really do it anymore, but I used to be in, in car sales. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't doing the actual selling of the cars. I was selling hope. <laughs> That's what they said. <laughs> uh, I was making appointments for people to come in and look at cars. Yeah. And then I would make commission if they would show up. And I'd make even more oh. commission if they would buy the car. Oh my gosh, you would get commission if they showed up. That's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. That's cool, really cool good. because yeah. because I think that puts a lot of takes a lot of pressure off of the salesperson. Mm-hmm. That, I think that's really smart for a company to do because it puts you in the mindset of I've already won, and when you feel like you've already won, you're gonna keep winning. Like yeah. that's just like I'm almost yeah. like a safety net for the salespeople because the people who yeah. slip through the cracks, that's you know I get them. The people who who put an online inquiry in. And they're not, you know, the salesperson isn't calling them because they're so busy. I call them. Yeah. And I go, hey, you want to come in? You want to look at this car? What do you yeah. have to trade in? All that fun so stuff. You would, you would sell to, you, you feel like you would sell to people who were pe- other people looked them over, maybe other sales rep looked them over, or you would just like dig deeper. And that's how you found your clients. Absolutely. Just, yeah. Because the sales, yeah. the salespeople kind of just kind of gloss over the people and go, oh, this person's not yeah. going to you know do anything and they just skip over and where i call them and i kind of get into the into the grind with them and find out what they're actually wanting and what they actually need and then you know if it's a serious thing or not it's fun it was fun um i wasn't making enough money and um this the company kind of went to poop you know it happens okay okay i'm like curious about the company but it's okay what city are you in again Uh, (laughs) i am in we're in tracy california so we're about an hour from san francisco oh okay okay wow you guys are up there yeah, okay, yeah, we're northern, are up north. We're what is it like 50 California. degrees today? Are it's you guys pretty, like it's pretty chilly? Yeah, we have the sliding glass door open, it's pretty windy. So, if you yeah. hear a gust of wind, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it gets really yeah, right. windy. <laughs> we <laughs> haven't spent much time in LA. We did go to yeah. LA in 2020. We were like, <laughs> we're gonna go to LA all the time, you know, and we went to. <laughs> We went to LA in January yeah. of 2020. We did yeah. uh, Spotlight Sunday, and then oh 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 Spotlight oh oh at the uh, page page 71 the lounge page 71. Yes uh, yes absolutely in the uh, Lancashire on uh, and Studio City I think oh, Studio City yeah 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 oh my God uh Obey oh wait what's his name Anye yeah Anye oh yeah yeah he's I a, always he's remember because I'm player. like. I always remember it because I'm like, you want it in ya or on ya? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he was all about me because I went up there my San Francisco 49er stuff and he's a former 49er player. Hmm. He was a what player? A 49er player. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, my God. We bonded okay. over that. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Holy and then shit. uh, we went up to uh, the Rainbow Room after that. And, uh, oh, yeah, there yeah, was yeah. A, they they had their first open mic in over seven years there that night. In 2020. Yeah, in right? 2020. Isn't that crazy? That's what everybody was telling us. The first that's open so mic. Funny, in over that's seven so years. rainbow room. Like things are going to shit. Let's make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> let's throw an open. Let's throw more open mics in YouTube. Why not? Yeah. Let's really get everybody in their feelings right now. 
this is the time. <laughs> yeah, this is a good time. It was January though, so you know everybody. So everybody the was shit hadn't COVID hit the serious. fan yet. Yeah, 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 yeah we yeah, weren't taking it serious yet. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, Wait, so, so was... uh, who who was at the rainbow? Room? Was it? It wasn't uh, Rick Thorne, BMX BMX uh, legend, was it? No, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe, possibly. Ron Jeremy was there, of course. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. We met one of our really good friends, uh, Goat versus Fish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Goat Dude, we're dropping fish. a lot of names here in this podcast today. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. I, I don't give a damn it. I don't give a fuck. I probably I probably couldn't <laughs> name any other comics that were there that night, though. It was a good verse. It was a really fun night. Uh, yeah. It was really good verses, yeah. <laughs> oh, such good verses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah much Except verses. I felt really bad because Goat versus Fish asked me to film a set. And then I got drunk and went outside and forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he had somebody else film it though, and so it wasn't like terrible. I was like, "Oh my god!" Any, so any good comedian, any good comedian has their ass covered when it comes to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Go versus fish. He's a business person for like he knows what he's doing and like. Right? <laughs> Yeah, and, and like, so I know he had like three angles already set up before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right about that. Because I've been doing, I do the same shit because I'm like, all right, and I got to ask this person too in case Funky Sam Medina gets drunk and <laughs> wanders off. Like, we're thinking that shit. Any good producer is thinking that, you know. <laughs> I hella did. I went inside to have a cigarette and I met some people and we were just chatting. Yeah. And then Athena was like, hey, aren't you going to film this set? And I was like, oh shit. Terrible, terrible, terrible friend. That was the day I met you him. Too. Like running with the camera, and it's all weird. It's like, oh fuck! Oh shit! Well, at first, he wasn't gonna do a set. At first, he was like, "Nah, I'm, oh. I'm okay. I don't need it." And we well, were this like, is "Just bonus no. footage, and who cares?" Do it. Do the set. Oh my yeah. gosh! All the comments are telling him to do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, we peer pressured him really hard. Yeah, he was, was like, fun. "I'm done. I'm done for the night." <laughs> yeah, I know. That's how anyway. I felt with comedy for a second there, but <laughs> so you said you're from I, Ohio. I took a sabbatical. Well, you did. Yeah, yeah. You Sorry, did you just asked if I was from Ohio. I did, but I want to hear more yeah. about your sabbatical first. Yeah, I'm from Ohio, but yeah, the sabbatical. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm from Dayton, Ohio. It's really boring. Anyway, the sabbatical is <laughs> also really boring, but in a good way. Um, because I was like. I don't know. I broke my fingers because I had this really crazy violin act and like that. I called it my Vegas violin act, whatever. That was like my thing that I went on tour with and everybody knew me for it. It was my thing. And I broke my fingers. And um, so all of the casino gigs and all of the college gigs that I was doing, all of the um all of those gigs went away all of the you get to feature for pat noswell you featuring for this like, all that went away um and i was like okay well i'm just gonna do stand up a little bit without the violin oh that was fun and everything but i realized i was fucking mad i realized every time i was going to the clubs and stuff i was like pissed i was angry like and i was like i don't know why i'm so angry like i'm just like i just like don't want to be here and i was like I don't know, just like not about the fingers. Too. I was like kind of happy to do it without the violin for a while. It felt like kind of nice, like a change. But then after that, I was like, man, this shit's getting old. I don't want to do this. So I took off like six months. I don't. I didn't do a single show. I said no to like everything. I went wow. from like from like May till like now without doing any shows. So oh, I don't that know was this many. year. Yeah, yeah. Thinking about doing a single show. I mean, for somebody who performs a lot, and I'm like, yeah, to go from like 
that to nothing. Yeah. It was like, for me, it was like a relief. It, it was actually a relief. It let me focus more on acting and stuff, which is really more what I wanted to do, you know, circling back to the sitcoms and how I saw them as like, like organized religion back then. That was like, <laughs> my only, that was my only sense of like normalcy and like, like how things quote unquote should be or you know how because they would deal with like moral concepts and you know that that was like all very highbrow art like crazy information to me so i was like yeah i was like oh well i'm gonna i broke my fingers fuck it i'm fuck stand up i'm not doing this shit anymore and you know i'm just gonna take until fall you know because people were like you're not gonna quit well you can't quit you can't quit i'm like yeah i'm quitting I'll quit. You can't, you can't so quit us. I'll, yeah, I'm like, yeah, 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 I can. Yeah, I can actually. <laughs> you know, like I got other stuff. I got Mountain Dew commercial. I got fucking Amazon commercial. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I sold out. Yeah, yeah. Well, guess what? It's post pandemic and I need money. <laughs> you know? So I was like, I'm going to just chase after that for a while. Well, it was like, that was all fine and, you know, whatever. But I really started t focusing on acting stuff. And I just booked my very first college student film off of an audition wow. without knowing somebody. So normally all this stuff I've booked theatrically, I've booked because I've known somebody in the project or I'm producing the project myself. Um, or like, so I, yeah, just some combination of that. But as far as my auditions went for like theatrical TV and stuff like that, it was like, I wasn't getting anything, you know, like I wasn't even getting callbacks, not even for like the student films that didn't pay. And that does not feel good to somebody who has featured for Patton Oswalt and been on America's Got Talent and all this shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, something is wrong. So I took the sabbatical from stand up to train in the acting. And now I feel like I have like a little bit of refresh, like, you know, now I feel refreshed. I actually want to go back to stand up again because acting has been kicking my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I just want to have it easy again. You know, remember when I was the funniest person in the room and I was always winning and everything? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to that. <laughs> yeah, now you can take a sabbatical the other direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so i don't know what this conversation about is about really i'm like this is about just like balancing yourself i guess like yeah. balancing like what you want to do you know taking out the shit paying attention to what you don't want to do even if it's something because i feel like i was doing stand-up out of habit and it was like dude girl you broke your fingers and like <laughs> why you like you're looking rough and you're showing up to these clubs you get pissed like <laughs> like wow i think i went off the final straw was like i went off like on some i went off in a cigar room it was like i was like you guys are just smoking your cigars like none of that shit is happening like i <laughs> it's like i was like why don't you go muddle yourself a fucking craft cocktail you bearded fuck like i think i said that to somebody yeah that, like i kind of went like asshole mode like <laughs> and I, was doing, I was doing a lot of roast battles too that's another thing i was like fuck it i broke my fingers i was pissed and i'm still dealing with a lawsuit from that and not it's actually not technically a lawsuit it's a workers compensation case um uh, so you know how that can go you know they're no, they're they're gonna try everything they can to oh, yeah. not get the liability you know yeah exactly. so they their feet 
so that's been, you know, that's been happening underneath everything all the time. And I'm showing up in these, you know, and I'm like looking at people's just filling up this whole room with smoke and nobody's even cracking a window. And I'm just like, this is like a metaphor for my fucking life right now. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. <laughs> we had a gig in the same kind of predicament, but uh, it was yeah. it was a dispensary. It was a dispensary okay. lounge. And that uh, nicer, at least you get to smoke. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the, yeah, the, no laughs, the laughs are very delayed. You have <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> like, did you guys get that? Or are you just really <laughs> somebody put the reverb on your brain? And yeah. I remember I was on stage and like nobody's really laughing, you know, everybody's just kind of like dabbing and doing their thing and whatever and i'm like you guys don't have to laugh but if you think i'm funny just like blow out some smoke and this guy <laughs> turned around and he just blew out this huge cloud of smoke like we made eye contact and he blew up this huge cloud of smoke i go yeah that guy knows what's up <laughs> Hell yeah. that's it was funny good times it was good times how how are your fingers oh, now yeah they're good i had my first show back with the violin uh last saturday and i Welcome didn't back. feel pain thank you yeah i don't now i'm just like i'm gonna hoe it out i don't i'm not gonna feel any way about the violin i sold 70 dollars in tiny violin merch that night oh wow um, that's cool I, yeah dude and i'm like wow they really love these tiny violins i gotta do more shows how much are the tiny violins how much do you charge for those uh five dollars they're just like little here like i could show you chain violin or is it bigger than that because we would love that you are yeah, alumni I don't. They're I, they're in my car right now because I'm like okay. I better keep them there. Um, but they're you like don't forget them. They're three <laughs> inches. That's cool. Just think of a little tiny chode violin. It's like a little chody violin. Okay, He's I'm like picturing it now. Long, three inches long, one inch thick. Right, <laughs> right kind of a thick one, and um. It comes with a little bow, and I sign it, and I put the merch on my website as well. So people who listen to this want to go to my website, kristenlumberg.com, or if you're confused on how to spell Lumberg, it's kristensfunnyhair.com. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. Nice. Uh, so yeah, uh, they but yeah, the merch is on there, and then I do like Spawn of Dayton merch, uh, like t-shirts that say Spawn of Dayton because I'm from Dayton. <laughs> I love, I really love it. I'm I love that it. too. Sold a single shirt yet? Me and my what? sister are trying to start a business. Me, and my, so my sister is a screen printer, and she just got she just invested and got all the stuff to set up for single color screen print. So pretty basic right now, you know. But she can make them good, and um, yeah, like yeah, it just like has Ohio, and then Ohio's on fire, and it's a spawn of Dayton, and, and they're really cute. <laughs> Um, but the thing is, is you have to be from Dayton, Ohio, or, you know what I mean? So it's like, we have a very specific market we need to get shirts <laughs> to. Yeah. And we yeah. don't know how. I'm like, we need to pay for Instagram ads that show in Dayton only people or something like that. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. We're trying to figure out how to sell, sell the shirts. But anyway, yeah, that was my merch. That was my merch spiel. But yeah, the, long story short whatever i'm back i sold the merch once i sold the merch that really got me hungry to do shows again i need to be financially compensated in order to be doing this business like it's really? like yeah, it's something that I'm like really? i don't know that's how i know it's not a hobby anymore and it's like if i'm not getting paid to do it i'm not gonna do it like i don't have any interest 
<laughs> but once I do get paid, wow, I really want to do it. <laughs> it's really, really cool. It is really, off, it is sudden. really, really cool to, to get yeah. paid to do what you love, especially like yeah. for you, you know, uh, no nine to five, you're just kind of living off of your, your art and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Acting. dude. That's wonderful. Like I got another check from Mountain Dew the other day. Oh, and hell yeah. Like, That's sweet, know, sweet so Mountain just, Dew money. It's the gift that keeps on giving, you know, and they'll have these commercials for, you know, they exist forever now. Anytime they want to reuse that commercial, well, we want to do it for 4th of July next year. I need another, I need another 700 bucks, you know, like, <laughs> I love or however really much awesome. it is, a thousand bucks, you know, whatever. I don't, whatever. They say don't talk about money, but this is how much they cost. This is how much it costs. This is how much it pays. Like these are, these are like natural commercial actor reuse rates, 700, 2000 bucks. I don't know. I've been in, even That's back right. in the day when I was in Dayton, actually, I feel like they've gone down. Like, um, when I was living in Ohio, I, I did a, I did, I modeled a baby carrier, um, for Evenflow or Everflow, Evenflow. <laughs> and, uh, it was cool. They had like two babies. They had to keep rotating the babies because the first baby would cry every time the flash goes. So then you got to rotate the baby and let the other one take a nap. And then this one, and then the flash goes and then they cry again. Um, yeah. Wow. That's and, very, uh, it, that was very, uh, full house yeah yes that's another sitcom i love <laughs> um but yeah i uh uh yeah i don't know where is i going with that yeah uh, the, the babies they, switching the they, babies. Used to, they used to pay more man no because that was like a print thing i never even saw the final product i never even saw it i went looking i went to walmart i went to Target. i went to kmart i i'm i mean like i went everywhere looking at the baby aisle you know, people thinking that I was probably a creep or something. I'm just like looking at all the babies on all the packaging. Like, is that my baby? Is that me and my baby? <laughs> Meanwhile, the, the other shoppers are like, this lady doesn't even have a baby. <laughs> I know she doesn't. <laughs> she goes to my high school. No, I, was, I was in college. And that's another thing I thought was weird because this was in Cincinnati back in 2012. When, in 2012, I was like 21 years old. And that's who they hired to model the baby. And I just felt so young. I was like, I even talked to my agent. I was like, are you sure that like they want me? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like so young. <laughs> They're like, yes. <laughs> well, if they want you quit, quit questioning, quit questioning it. He was like Australian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, but I got reuse rates. The reuse rates for this print ad that I never saw um, was like two thousand dollars a year. Two thousand dollars was the was the rate for Cincinnati small bread little print thing that they reused that I didn't even see, and they reused it for two three years. So oh, wow. every year for three years, I got a sixteen hundred dollar check because the agency took twenty percent. Um. If, yeah, because if it's non-union, it's they take more. Um, but uh, yeah, where's your baby, man? Like, what? I know. I'm like, man, I got paid out like six grand on this, and never even saw it. Oh damn! <laughs> and now, nowadays, it's like, oh, Mountain Dew, we're gonna air it everywhere. We're gonna reuse it. Re this is reuse. This isn't the initial. The initial usage is always more. It's gonna be a bigger, fatter check. And Mountain Dew, oh yeah. 
and you did uh, extreme stunts, two of them, and you're the star of the commercial, and we're going to air it nationally, $700. No. <laughs> no. I'm just telling you, the price has changed. Yeah. Now, like, do you see the difference? I'm, am I crazy here? I feel like I'm Ohio. being gaslit. I'm being gaslit. I'm baby ads again. <laughs> I'm, like, very, like interested i'm invested in this baby ad that is missing (laughs) (laughs) like who did it go to i'm thinking of like like foster homes like (laughs) it's probably just in in bosnia somewhere like like, it's not even in this country and they were doing god's work by repaying me and giving me the use (laughs) that i deserved and yeah. not you know and not chintzing out on that because companies do that they'll try to just use your shit and then and be like well we didn't do that <laughs> we didn't we, what we didn't use it <laughs> i like, I like it, the idea it. of you being able to kind of work both muscles with the acting and then with your stand-up and you know when to shift to the other thing I think that that's so important because some people don't get that intuitive hunch that they should probably like start something else for a little while or look into something else that might bring them joy. And, and that's really, that's really cool to me that you did that. Thanks dude. Yeah. I think uh, it was a combination of intuitive hunch and like physical God, the godly force. Oh. I think there was there was a heavenly intervention. <laughs> it is yes. like, look, Kristen, quit quit being in a factory around all these men. <laughs> okay, no offense. <laughs> I was, you know, just saying, I was the only woman there. All right, you don't need to be the matronly. You don't need to be the matron. You know, you don't need to be the matriarch here. This isn't you. <laughs> you don't need to be mother. Get out of South Central. Go back to Hollywood. You're okay. You don't need to do this. And I was like, all right. There we go. Back <laughs> to it Hollywood. Was a cool, it was a cool exchange, but being in the factory, like, kind of kept me frozen in my career at that point. Like, it kept me that being in that freezer was, like, freezing me in time because, like, I was going, I was on my routine and I had a, com- I was comfortable. And I think this is why when people, I think a lot of people do have an intuition to change or switch it up, but they don't because it's comfortable. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just because you get a regular check or you get a regular whatever, and it's just safer. And and it's easier to stay where you are. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and I think it's completely natural. It's like, whatever. Yeah. You live your whole life that way. Fine. That's cool people were like to play a little more safer that's good actually <laughs> but i'm like i'm like miss daredevil making ice sculptures with the chainsaw over here <laughs> yeah something was bound to happen <laughs> like you know so yeah i fucked around i found out and um as you do and yeah it kind of forced me to change as well but i'm like you know, I'm not grateful I broke my fingers or whatever. Obviously, I really don't want that shit happening. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm like grateful that uh, I took the turn and made so, like made positive changes with it instead of just like keeping on being pissed off at audiences that stick to <laughs> <laughs> really, it's really my fucking ass that needs you know 
to <laughs> switch it up or do something different. Yeah. 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 That's but thank you. Yeah. How did uh how did breaking your fingers affect like your everyday life? Was it just like make everything a lot harder? Man, I couldn't do anything for a while. It sucked. I, bet. I was like, man, I really have like a new empathy for people who were missing limbs and stuff like that because I could not put my hair in a ponytail to save my life. I was like <laughs> pushing it up against the wall. I couldn't do ponytail. <laughs> And I'm like, look at this hair, man. I'm like, oh man, it's gonna, it gets in my fountain in my mouth when I'm eating and stuff. You know, I, <laughs> I ought to be able to push back. Um, and that seems like play, an easy thing to, play to do. Violin. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I invested in claws, but anyway, I, <laughs> I had to deal with claws for a while, and uh, just yeah, man, it just like my fingers like hurt so bad. It was it was kind of crazy. The actual injury, but like it was uh traumatizing, but it was also like amazing to see how like the body heals. Cause I was like thinking to myself, man, this is never gonna sort itself out. Like I'm like this. If it were up to me, I just chop them off. Like I don't know. They just didn't look like they were salvageable. They didn't look salvageable. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I gotta go. Good thing it's not up to me, and I have like a human body that's just gonna fix this. Because if it were me fixing it, I'd be like, I don't know. We just gotta take them off. But I'm so glad you're not a doctor. <laughs> just like, yeah, dude. Yeah, look, if it's up to me, I'll just your finger it hurts. Just, just cut it off. I mean, yeah, probably it smashed. It didn't even smash the whole hand. It smashes just the tips. But the thing is, is like it popped up all of these oh. fingernails. Because oh, it was oh. like like jumping off of a diving board, you know, just like that. The fingernails just popped up from the beds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. I have no problem talking about it because yeah, seeing it was much hand. worse. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I got, I got a little bit of sympathy from my boss, but he had empathy because he was like, listen, when I was in a factory back in Germany, because my, my boss, the one who helped me with the ice sculptures there was only me and old man gavin and gavin had hip, hip problems so that meant i had to do a lot of extra okay <laughs> and um so it, uh gavin was like well i was in this factory in germany and they had a slide that they would slide 400 pound blocks of ice down this th hill and it would hit this bunker at the bottom well he said he was hanging out with his hand on the bot on the ledge <laughs> He said that ice came down and hit his middle finger, and it was like a hot dog exploding in a microwave. <laughs> That's what oh he said. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that made me feel better. I, I <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. And I, when I was in the emergency room, something else that made me feel better. Um, some guy came in, uh, hit, and this is a emergency, very busy community hospital in South Central Huntington Beach Community hospital i think is what it's called or huntington no not huntington beach sorry it's in south central but it's huntington something i don't know whatever anyway they were a good hospital but the in that hospital they put everybody in one room like unless you were like like have a leg ripped off or something <laughs> i i assume <laughs> but like they put all of like the kind of like i don't know it's like there's a kid who had bug bites and her and whole her whole family was there and then this guy came in and his entire thumbnail got ripped off. Oh. And I was like, 
ow, dude. I guess he was doing something with a tire thing and he had it ripped off before, but when they start growing back, you got to be careful because you could get it ripped off again because the edges are something like that. It's not like fully yeah, grown or something. You got to keep it filed down or put a Band-Aid on it. Like with my fingers, um, I put uh, like, I don't know if you know uh, the little nail stickers that you get from Ulta and they're like stickers <laughs> yeah. that you just put over. Dude, those were so perfect because while my nail was growing out, I didn't want the old nail to rip off while I was sleeping or something like that and I put those on the entire way through and I wore I probably spent like a hundred dollars on those little nail sticker things just keeping them pretty you know <laughs> try try to cover up my whole hand with foundation make them look pretty for auditions and stuff like, <laughs> to show your hands they're like show us the front of your hands I'm like okay now show us the back and I'm like uh <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you the good one how about I show you the right you don't want to look at these nails uh to keep them back there um I hid my hand behind a human child in a callback one time because <laughs> <laughs> I auditioned for the mom role a lot and so I was like just oh yeah honey that's great just like pat patting her back you know um but yeah I was hiding my I was hiding my dead fingers <laughs> <laughs> holy shit that's crazy and that oh was just from gosh. from a crazy night playing the violin <laughs> No, that's from me breaking my fingers. No, no, I mean the the finger breaking. You're just what? You're you're playing your violin and you broke your fingers doing that. No, <laughs> I broke oh. my fingers on ice sculpture. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, nice. no, we went around. No, that's so that's so funny. No, a, a two hundred pound block of ice smashed my fingers while I was working in the factory one night. Oh wow. My God, I can't. Yeah, it was like it was pretty heavy pretty heavy block and it slipped and it fell on my fingers and it was like uh incredibly painful and there was a there was a worker right next to me i think his name was ray or something like that somebody right next to me and i remember he was new and so i was like oh, i don't no. want to scare i don't want to scare the new guy <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to scare the new guy we really need his help you know and i was like because i was being i was feeling rushed and i think i actually was trying to train him that day oh. um i was trying to train i trained him on all the machines and he wasn't even fucking listening he didn't even want to listen to anything i had to say he didn't want to do any of the work he just wanted to jump right into making designs and stuff i'm like listen this is how you know this is how the equipment works like in order to make an ice sculpture you got to shave it down and make it like perfectly flat on one side otherwise it's going to be you know a lot this is how this saw this is a band saw sliding on a table it's like really scary looking saw like it's like and he's like not paying any attention i'm like okay well have fun winging it oh, <laughs> and wow. then gonna <laughs> wing your fucking head off you know like so it, i don't know man that that place said uh, there it, it was kind of frustrating to work at a place where uh they didn't respect me like that that's the bottom line they didn't really respect me they kind of like saw me as like a sideshow or like a charity, I guess, like that, like literally when I hurt my fingers, my boss said, look, well, I, oh, you're, you want workers compensation from me? I just let you work here as a charity. Like, oh, I, wow. you're just a charity. I'm like, I work here as a charity. You're, you, you're like the leader of lost men. Like I work here as a charity. Like I, I educate you guys. 
Like you, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I enlighten your lives, you yeah. know, <laughs> and either way we share things, you know, like they share, like the, they shared with me, like the like fatherly, like masculine side of things, how to fix things, how to get up off your ass and do things. They shared that with me and I shared with them positivity, love, friendship, you know, fun, just like, <laughs> and I showed up on time or I showed up, you know, I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you can ask okay. to show up. <laughs> I could have not showed up, you know. How, how did you get into the ice sculptures? Mm -hmm. mm. Well, I, I started in Chicago because um, there was this ice factory that did, um, well, it was an ice sculpture. This was an ice sculpture house. So the place I worked in South Central was an ice factory for production, bagged oh, ice. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. And they did sculptures. The one that I worked at in Chicago only did sculptures and they did uh, live demos at the zoo. And so they wow. wanted to hire an entertainer, a sh like a comedian, to work with the ice sculptor at the zoo during the live demos to handle the audience, basically, yeah, to sense. answer any questions because the ice sculptor is very busy. And the and I think the owner of this fact, this owner of this place was very smart in hiring somebody like me because um they needed somebody to get out the word the good word of their company and they needed some people to, it's also education of the public and it's it, like it's cool it's intoxicating people are like in love with it it's magical so i'm like yeah i want to you know that's my you know i'm like a venusian star seed i like to spread the magic and spread the good word of cool shit so i'm like i want to do that <laughs> and so like so I started working there and I, I did a lot of watching of the sculpting and I was like, dude, I could totally do this. Like my grandma taught me how to use a chainsaw. I'm not afraid of it, you know? And like, they let me do some cuts every now and then, but they didn't really let me get my hands in there. The, the ice sculptors, I feel like they were very scared somebody was gonna take their job because it's a very niche job. They're like, no, only four people in the city know how to do this. And if more people know, we're not gonna make enough money. So oh. just like, they like, yeah, they're kind of like, it's a very coveted spot. So I respect that and I, I enjoyed watching and yeah, I don't, ultimately it's really hard work. Like, and it's a lot of pressure too, because like, if it breaks, you're fucked. You just need a whole new block. And guess how much that costs? Like a lot of money, you know, like, so it's like yeah so um yeah i just learned there and then when i moved to los angeles he was like you need to call uh an ice factory and try to get a job there and i was like you're crazy bro and i was like they're not gonna hire me and like you know i was like really and he was like yeah well ice sculpting is so popular in los angeles because you know ice is like a delicacy out there and you know it's like yeah, it's like, you know, whereas in Chicago, people were like, oh, great, more ice. <laughs> like, you know? I mean, I can see but, that, you know. People are a lot more fancy in LA. People are so much more fancy. There's, dude, I made like seven ice sculptures for Ellen DeGeneres. I'm not even kidding. Ellen was a cold bitch inside through and through. Okay, <laughs> she, she ordered a lot. <laughs> and, and I made them gladly. I wanted to be there. I wanted to get on her show somehow. I wanted to go like deliver it or something, you know, try to get in. I thought maybe, oh, there be, maybe this is the weird, maybe this is the weird back way into Hollywood. Maybe this is the weird back <laughs> way into auditions. 
you know, maybe if they just see this weird ice sculptor girl that shows up and like maybe somebody will be inspired and like, you know, want me to come in and read or, you know, you know these things. And I'm like, this is not happening. It don't happen like, it ain't gonna happen like that. That's not gonna happen, no. God you, said no. <laughs> did you get to meet her? No, no, no. I, oh. I tried to meet Bismarck. He, I went to oh, deliver nice. one. I went to deliver Bismarck, yeah, while he was alive. And it was, wouldn't that be weird if it was after he died? Yeah. And, oh, my God. <laughs> now we know why they needed the ice, so. Dang. No. Yeah. <laughs> they need to preserve him. Uh, <laughs> this is horrible. This is horrible. Okay. All right. Now that I've stated it, we can move on. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay. Um <laughs> No, Biz, uh, he was having a party on some rooftop out in Hollywood, and I made his name in ice. I just wrote, like, all the letters, like, B-I-Z, Marky. And um, we got them all set up, and I was there with my, with old man Gavin, you know, he was my, he was my ice guru. And, uh, and I waited for hours for Biz Marky to come out. This motherfucker never even joined his own party. Oh, he was boy. tied up the whole night. I was like, wow. he ever even, dude, I was making connections with people and stuff. I'm like, what do you work? Who, where do you work at? Like, try, <laughs> like I did. And I was enjoying the free alcohol. Oh, that was nice. That was nice. They had the free open bar and I'm just like hanging out, like sitting there in my ice factory uniform. Like <laughs> I will, it like was my steel-toed boots. With like all of Bismarcky's friends. Yeah, it was all Bismarcky's friends, and I'm like kind of like cool, chill, chill. <laughs> Nobody really wanted to talk to me very much, you know. They're kind of like, "What the fuck are you?" And I'm like, "I made that," and they're like, oh, <laughs> "Really? You made? Okay. Oh yeah. What else do you do? You fly off? Do, do, can you fly too?" Or like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That was another kind of frustrating thing is like people didn't believe me when I told them what I did because of how I am, uh, I guess, the way I look. You know, I'm like a woman and people just don't, <laughs> they don't connect. They do not connect. And they're like, can't, they can't connect it. They're like, wait, so with a chain, you make, okay, with a chainsaw and all that stuff, like skeptical, 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 like all the time. <laughs> Oh, really? You seem to be saying a lot of stuff, you know. Sometimes I'll say something like that when I would explain. Even when I was doing stand-up and I had bits about it. Like, I had I had this one bit where I'm like, yeah, I want, I'm an ice sculptor. I work in an ice factory with, with all men. And I don't know. I would just, like, say stuff. Like, the cat call me all the time and I threaten them with death. And then, like, <laughs> you know, like, one time I had to make an ice penis. Uh, it was harder than I thought. You know, and all all the men were coming in. They're all jealous. Everybody's jealous, and they were saying it was too big. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I'd tell them it's okay. It'll melt once it's in your asshole. You know, <laughs> stuff like that, like dirty jokes that you could only think of if you have worked in an ice factory. Like like things that are like highly specific. <laughs> like you know, and there people be like, did you really? do you really make ice sculptures or you just, that's just a hobby. You just kind of know how to do it, you know? And I'm like, no, dude, I really made them for like Bismarck, Ellen, Jeanette, like all these people. And it's like, I'm still, even with all of those truths that are my truths, people think that it's like, that I'm like making it up or like, 
you know, and I'm just like, dude, why even do it if I can't even reap the benefits of having the glory? Like, I can at least get, you know what I mean? They should, you know, people, some people will be like, some people will believe me, you know, oh, that's really cool, you know, and they want to, yeah. Then, like, you know, I just like want to spread the magic and like open worlds, but some people just like want to be in their fucking closed world where that shit doesn't happen. Like, it's so, it's so like, obscure. And like, why would yeah. anyone flex like that? <laughs> And yeah, like, why, like, yeah, why would I make up a flex like that? Yeah, that's so weird. Like, you're over here, like, worship your ice queen. <laughs> I, I really think it's, it's like mo- a movie in the making. Like, the thing is, is like, I am such a performer. I liked in a lot of my work has to do with performance. I don't like to sit there and write anymore. Like, it's just not really a thing that I find myself doing or nor do I really want to do. So I'm like, man. If I could get somebody who could write this story, <laughs> like <laughs> just sit down and listen to me or come to one of my shows and just fucking listen and believe me. Like if I could just get somebody to do that, <laughs> like we could make a really cool movie. Like, you know, I, I think, it would be, I think it would be a cool movie, but you know, like this girl just comes in and it's like, like Mac and all these ice sculptures, like just <laughs> and these dudes just like harassing me all the time. They would harass me like all the time. And sometimes it was really fucking annoying. And there, like, there's been times one guy touched me. One guy touched my, my like oh my God. side area. Oh no. Um, another guy tried to kiss me. He tried to pull oh. me in and kiss me in the back. You and I was like, like an ice the fuck are you doing? And then I was like, I'll fucking kill you, dude. Don't touch me. <laughs> I think I did. I think I said that. You promised death. <laughs> and, then, and then I felt bad. And then I felt bad. You know, and Whoa. I was like, oh, shit, I was too hard on him. And, you know, just, <laughs> I'll just, you know, we'll just still be cool. I'm just going to pretend that didn't happen, you know. <laughs> Your life really writes itself because I can imagine that. And then the up to the point where you're trying to train this new kid and he's being very flippant about your advice and everything. You're like, look, this is serious. You can hurt yourself. And then you yeah. hurt yourself. And then, I hurt myself. And then you kind yeah. of have to retire from ice for a while. Yeah, yeah it's it's a great story yeah. so far. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, and then my boss and then my boss is like, Oh, you want any money? Let me know. And then so I let him know. But I don't, I don't think I don't think he liked that. <laughs> He didn't, he didn't give me the money. He didn't, he didn't even want to negotiate. I, oh. I was like, you want to negotiate? I don't know. I'm kind of gangster. I'm like, you want to negotiate or take the weekend to think about it <laughs> before, <laughs> I, before I file a thing? And uh, Starbucks <laughs> like, gift cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, $25 at Starbucks. You know, anything. You didn't want to negotiate. Nothing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's fine. Well, then he threatened me over the phone and said, well, if you... Oh, if you want to file this, if you want to go and get workers' compensation, I swear to God, you will never work at, at another ice factory in the city ever again. Wow, yeah. blackballed from ice. Yeah, I know. I was like, you don't got to threaten me with a good time, bitch. I don't <laughs> care. Can't even buy ice trays at Safeway anymore. Dang. But you have it. You can have it. You men can have it. You can have it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, anyway. I'm being a bitch. You'll I'm never work ice in this town again. You promise? <laughs> <laughs> Please. 
I mean, uh, I mean, it was a cool job and everything, but it was hard. It was cold. It was miserable sometimes. You get a lot of slush on you. You get wet. You get uncomfortable. There, I would have to go home. Imagine making a ice sculpture, and then having to go play a violin afterwards, right at a sh- at a show. You know, having your lips blue from being in a freezer for like six hours. Normally, I worked like six hours at a time if it was really going down eight. You know, but that shit would really have to be hitting the fan for me to do that because it is cold. It's thirty two degrees wow. in there. You have to be in there with gloves. Pants, scarf, hat, mask. I had it all. I I was doing rocking a face mask way before 2020. It was cold. <laughs> I was like freezing my ass off like boogers would come come down and you know, I'm like, man, uh yeah, that was another thing. All the boogers oh, was coming gosh. out. Frozen boogers? They don't tell they you would, about that. They would free the boogers would come down and freeze on my face if I didn't either wipe them off or wear a mask to prevent oh them from God. coming in the first place. Wow. So wearing a mask was kind of imperative because I didn't want to ha- get boogers everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you were kind of used to it then when 2020 rolled around. <laughs> yeah. And uh two like everything doubled up. Two pairs of socks, two pairs of pants. Uh oh. I would wear two hoodies and a coat. Wow. Two pairs of gloves. One of those gloves was uh, like PVC coated with uh, cashmere on the inside. Very, very warm gloves. Even then, it's still like so cold. Um, so yeah, dude, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm actually not. I'm good. I'm good. I, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I, I couldn't fine. imagine spending an entire day in, in a freezer. That just seems crazy. Yeah. I brought one of my boyfriends there to help me. He didn't even. <laughs> He was just helping me, not with, you know, just to carry stuff, you know, what men do. (laughs) He couldn't even fucking handle that. He's like, it's cold. It's too cold. I'm like, you're wearing a den. What's wrong? You're wearing a denim jacket. That's what he always wore. He was like obsessed with with raw denim. I'm like, what's wrong? Oh, you can't take the cold in your raw denim jacket? <laughs> it seems like that jacket's kind of pointless. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you have two hoodies and a jacket on yourself. Yeah, dude. I'm like, you need like you need a hoodie. <laughs> Get a fucking hoodie on. Like a real man. <laughs> what was your favorite oh, thing to sculpt? What? My favorite thing to sculpt? I was very... I liked doing intricate logo work. So if somebody had like... um, Like for instance... um, I'm trying to think... uh, Like I think Porsche. Yeah, Porsche. They have that... uh, They have that shield. Yeah. And that was really fun to make. Like just... You're just taking a drill and you're just drawing. You're literally just tracing the lines. Like, the way you do it is you just take... So you have your block of ice. I'm going to tell you how to do it. Okay. (laughs) You have your block of ice. You take your piece of paper with the drawing on it, whatever it is. It's got to be blown up to actual size of the thing. So, you know, a lot of times I would use a projector to draw, physically draw a giant, you know, Porsche logo. Okay. And then you take a spray bottle, you spray your ice, and then you put the paper on it. And then you wait like five minutes and that paper freezes on ice and then you get a drill and you just trace the lines like literally and then you get like a hair dryer and then you peel off the paper with a hair dryer and it's a very messy kind of gross process and then um and then that's it 
and then there you have it and then you fill it with snow and then you've got to get all that you got to clean it all out but then as i as i was leaving there actually we had just gotten a cnc machine that did all of that for you it was like literally just a robot that you program and the arm comes down it drills your design however deep whatever it looks like it drills it and then it's done and it takes like literally 20 or 30 minutes what? and that's Whoa. so i got to see both processes and i know i actually know i i know how to run the cnc i know how to put the ice in there and how to get it in all loaded up and i know how to program it to make the design and these are things that took time to learn and it's like yeah i kind of feel like an asshole for not doing that anymore but like <laughs> the, the chainsaw and stuff like that that stuff was so hard like doing it with the chainsaw and the drill the physical like yeah. being in there for all that time and all the shaking it's like and you're like bones like hurt like your literal bones are like have been shaking all day holding power tools and it's like yeah i did all wow. <laughs> i did all that it's like crazy <laughs> and then you go and you like, pick I'm up a done. violin in the evening and then go pick up a violin and it's like like i can still feel like all of <laughs> oh, the verb, yeah. reverb from all of everything that i did and like my fingers are like froze half still like thawing out like i would be driving home on the highway like you know really hot days just like in my car with the windows rolled up like sawing out like because <laughs> i'd still be so cold from the factory like i wouldn't want to like i wanted it to be as hot as possible in my car <laughs> yeah I think that anyway. preserves you when you're working in that kind of temperature <laughs> Jeez. i know that i know that um it helps you lose weight i guess if you're trying like being in the cold because your body has to work harder to stay warm oh and my god that you burn more calories so technically you burn more calories if you're like working out in the cold or anything in the cold if, you, if you're just sitting there in the cold you're burning calories all right <laughs> burning calories but, everybody cold. let's move to canada <laughs> let's move to canada and just lay out in our backyards and lose weight <laughs> Hey, so, yeah. so Kristen, I say this with the most respect possible. You are a maniac uh, with, your, <laughs> with your, your energy and the violin. I remember uh, some Zoom show, you know, we fell in love with your comedy. Um, oh, does the, thanks, does the violin dude. come into play first in the in that mm. situation? No, nah, just like something that I tacked on afterwards is I always like, you know, I started off loving sitcom. I always wanted to do comedy, 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 comedy. So I was all about just doing stand up without the violin at first. And like, uh, I didn't bring the violin in until probably like six years of me doing stand up. Oh, wow. And now I would say we're about even like with the violin plus. Yeah. So that has been like probably like 12 or 13 years I've been doing the act. But um, yeah, dude, the violin now it's like, at, you know, I had a love-hate relationship with it because, you know, there, there's a certain thing that happens when you have a violin and you come around a bunch of comedians who don't have a violin. And <laughs> that is, um, sometimes it's respect. Sometimes it's loss of respect. Sometimes it's like judgment of, you know, oh, this is going to be like some musical comedy thing. And then people put this kind of, I don't know, this kind of layer of like, 
oh, this isn't going to be funny, funny. This is just going to be cute or quirky. And then so like I felt the need to really rebel against that. And so my show is more of like a punk rock show. I feel it's I like a yeah. And I actually I I specifically want to be on punk rock shows and try to market myself to people who are in, you know, the edge edgier culture mm -hmm. um, of music and music culture. Um, because, uh, yeah, music was a big part of my life before I got into comedy. I started doing playing violin when I was 12 and was in orchestra all throughout like school and like middle school and high school. And then like, once I got to college, I just kind of dropped it. And like, I would do like, I would play, um, I didn't drop it right away. Like I played for the Salvation Army, like outside of Kroger's and stuff like that like collecting money instead of like ringing the bell like i would play the violin and i had oh. like gloves on and so i'm used to playing the violin in weird situations like i don't shy <laughs> away from it like i use it as like it's like it's almost like a weird torture device or a way to <laughs> even a way to punk people in a certain way because people are not expecting a violin especially a comedy show you know so i like i see it as like an act of rebellion in that way and then inside of like rebelling from the norm i also have to rebel from the comedians because they're gonna expect like this like hokey kind of like i don't know i don't know yeah. cutesy cutesy is a good way that yeah you like cutesy it. or something you know like I, that they're gonna get i think more likely gonna get with a guitar yeah person, and you're you know? more like in your face yeah i'm more <laughs> yeah and i take Animated. it Animated, animated yeah oh animated. man i love it that's like half of, like, my favorite part oh, of your comedy thank you thanks you guys it's, a, it's really awesome to be like in good company of you know people who like my work and stuff it's yeah. it's nice yeah it's nice to be reminded that i still have like fans and all that shit even though i took a break and it was like <laughs> yeah it's been a roller coaster <laughs> hell yeah uh what would you say uh, a lot of differences are or maybe even parallels to uh, playing violin like for serious and then playing it for like comedy oh i think like i don't know the main difference is when you're like okay so you're if you're a soloist and if you're a comedian you are still putting on a show you know you still have like as a as a soloist violinist you still have the responsibility of putting on a good show or a pianist or any kind of like ist um <laughs> <laughs> so but the i think the difference is is the pressure to make the music good so like when you're a comedian like and you mess up it is obviously it's got to be used to make it funnier somehow otherwise it's kind of like wow you're taking yourself really seriously up there <laughs> you know and it's gonna be awkward but like um messing up is um it can be funny. Um, like, I don't want to mess up on purpose, obviously. I want things to, like, I like to do my work with integrity and try to make the song as good as possible. But there's less pressure to mess up where I think a soloist is like, they got to get all, all of those notes. They got to hit all those notes. And, like, that's their job. You know, it's not my job. <laughs> so I guess that's <laughs> the main difference. <laughs> um, but, like, a soloist, you know, their job is a little easier too in the fact that they don't have to make people laugh which is incredibly hard <laughs> for some people you know um so that's like uh 
uh, a little pressure taken off of the of the soloist. Yeah. That's awesome. Did yeah, you, uh, I can't think of any other difference. Yeah, I don't know. Did you did you start comedy in Ohio or did you just come out here for it? Yeah, yeah. I started I started comedy in Ohio. I was I was pretty young. I realized I wanted to do comedy in some way, shape, or form. I was like sixteen, I think, where I was like, oh shit, See, and it was kind of like a heavy feeling. <laughs> like wow. it was like it it wasn't like. It, it was kind of like, I need to figure out what I want to do for the rest of my life. But it seems like the only thing that's working, the only thing that makes me like feel good, and the only times that I win are when I make people laugh. Yeah. And it was like, it just seemed like that was a natural thing for me. It wasn't, it didn't feel like, oh, I'm really going to be forcing that. I, I want to be funny, damn it. I want to be funny. <laughs> like, it wasn't like... It was like, oh shit, I'm funny. There's no getting around it. <laughs> There's literally no getting around it. I'm either gonna do it or I'm not gonna. Um... It, it it felt like um. I guess it felt like if I didn't do it, I would be doing a disservice. Yeah. To everyone. To yourself <laughs> and to the world. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. How at such a young age you decided to like to just go for something that you wanted to do. You know, a lot of people don't really know at, at a teenage years kind of what they're going to do for the rest of their life. Again, that intuitive spike. Yeah. And trusting your gut. Yeah. You, you trust yourself a lot, which is amazing. Oh, thanks dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I trust my, I think it's like, I don't know. It's like, it, it's kind of insane the way that I trust. I'm like, uh, I feel like any like person who's really grounded in reality might take a different <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but I have, I have like crazy faith. Like I just yeah. like, I'm, all, I'm like, uh, I don't know. I feel like it was something that I was meant to do, and so like it, it's like, I better, I better do it because otherwise, I feel like it would be just like wrong to not. Yeah. I don't know. Like absolutely, absolutely. Like Hell yeah. Um, that's awesome. So, hey, um, I guess like to manifest a couple of things, what are some things that you haven't done yet that you really want to do? I want to be in a sitcom. Woo! Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I've been auditioning for The Neighborhood and um, Laxman Lopez, um, those shows. I think I, I had an audition for an Eddie Murphy movie that I wow. thought that I would be good for. Um, didn't get it, but that's okay. Um but that's what the acting classes are helping with. So I know like, you know, because it's very different from commercial acting, commercial acting. I rely heavily on my stand up and improv training, stand up and improv, meaning they want to hire a spokesperson, somebody who's well-spoken, who can speak for themselves, who's a personality. But with this, these fucking shows, they like, I'm like, I'm figuring it out. <laughs> like I want to, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of a functioning team in society. <laughs> like you know, like a family of some kind. Um, you know that that was something that I didn't. I didn't have like a functioning, a functional family. I, I had a very dysfunctional family growing up. So seeing that yeah. teamwork, and I'm like, you know, maybe I don't have. Maybe I don't have like 
the the inner workings right now that it takes to start a family of my own <laughs> you know maybe i don't have that right now but i could play it on tv and <laughs> yeah. i know what it looks like absolutely yeah and i am a good mom actually i have a mom i have a cat and i'm a cat mom so there you go <laughs> yeah you bring and, up a good point though i feel like maybe we did uh, people like us did fall in love with the sitcoms because mm. we were kind of vicariously living through the other families. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow. Your mom comes in and tells you things are going to be better and sits at the edge of your bed. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, you guys have a heart to heart at the end of the episode. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. You know, I really hope uh you flex your your writing muscles because I if you can't jump into that kind of opportunity, I I feel like you would be really good at making that opportunity for yourself and possibly writing something that you can create and kind of even film with your phone and just like make little yeah. like sketches because I I swear you have such a, a character and it's just you and I feel like that's one of the easiest things to do if that character is lovable and and interesting and funny already but like you've already gotten like halfway there yeah yeah I, I think you're right thank you for saying that yeah I think that's uh I don't know just probably something that I'm working up to or yeah. like I'm like you know, I gotta have all all of the pieces. Um, yeah, I went and built this really, you know, I built my personality and everything. And it's like, okay, I feel like I've got that figured out. I feel good about who I am. But like with the serious dramatic acting stuff, it's like there are some things that I still need to work through. And that's the kind of stuff that a good show needs. Yeah. Like, yeah, it can't just be, I mean, it, I believe that I love, I love really goofy, shows that don't have any dramatic breaks i love like tim and eric like there's no oh, drama yes. at all i love, I love that kind of i yeah. love that kind of stuff <laughs> i love that kind of stuff too um awesome. but to do like the um really fun situational comedy sitcom mm -hmm. kind of stuff like it needs acting chops yeah i was like oh shit i never took it really seriously until like a year ago and i'm like oh okay all right this is a challenge. It's art. Like, and it's hard. <laughs> I just so. found out that sitcom was situational comedy recently. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard situational comedy one time. I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, I think it's situational, but it's also relationshipable. Yeah. <laughs> it's relationship comedy. I, I don't know. Like, with sitcom... <laughs> It's situational comedy, but it's within like familial relationships, you know. Yeah, absolutely. it's not just random things happening with random people that don't know each other. <laughs> There's so many so, things I want to. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, you get a lot of that on Tim and Eric, like, just really random things happening with people yeah. that don't know each other. That's <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no situation. That's like, what's the situation? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> the situation is lack of situation, I think. Do I sound old by like by referencing Tim and Eric? Like, is that I hope not. No, I don't think I know so. What it is, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So no, you're good. You're good. Don't worry. I don't know, dude. I was I was with a 
bunch of 21 year olds yesterday yeah I was like, you're amongst older people than you so you're good yeah dude girl i was with i mean i was shooting for um jenga jenga toys you know the jenga yeah. game uh, well oh, they yeah. apparently they're they're like headquarters is like some really cool house in santa monica and wow. they like have like they have like three houses right next to each other in this really nice neighborhood and it's the whole family and it's the oh. brother lives in one house the sister lives in one house and i'm like you live in this house she's like yeah i'm like how old are you i'm like 20 and i'm like you live in this house oh, the whole house wow. i'm like wow it's santa monica okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm not jealous i'm just shocked i'm shocked okay because this is like that's like my dream that's like my literal dream. i want to buy a house and yeah. i have money yeah i have money to do it okay i ain't even gonna i ain't even gonna flex or whatever but i'm like i'm serious i want one and i want to buy it <laughs> um but uh anyway yeah uh so i was there yesterday and they hired a bunch of people to come to their house to shoot stuff for their social media um, that's cool there was like there was like probably they're shooting like six of us and everybody there the camera guy dp everybody it's like 20 21 years old <laughs> and i'm like oh my god what do i got i gotta i gotta reach these children i have to reach the that's what the matronly thing came in i was like i gotta mother them how do i mother them <laughs> i'm like i gotta tell them an inspirational story i gotta tell them an inspirational story okay uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> Yo, I, told him some other, I told him some other things too. I told him about how I broke my fingers. I was like, yeah, kids. And that's why it's important to take a break before God forces you to. And you just do it. And you just do it when you get sick of things. Just stop. <laughs> Trust me, it'll happen in your 30s. Right now, you're just like, you keep going. You're the Energizer Bunny. I get it. But just hear my words. You're going to need to stop. You're going to need to stop for a month or two eventually to get your mojo, get your mojo back. All right. Oh my gosh. Heed my words. And then also they had me, they were like, uh, they were like, can you do a flip over the Jenga? And I'm like, I can't do a flip. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> the hell for no $50. No. But I'll do a roll. <laughs> I'll do a roll. So I did a tumble. I tumbled over the Jenga. And they got a little little shot of my crotch a little bit okay. so i was like no big deal no big deal but i said hey you're gonna need to sh you're gonna need to cut before the crotch shot you're gonna need cr cut it right before because you know i fly right up and then you get the cameras just just right there and he's like no nobody's gonna be looking at it. that this is a family game and i'm like family game you never been to commercial actresses i would fuck.com <laughs> cut cut before the crotch shot please cut oh before God. the crotch shot i'm like i have to tell them everything <laughs> see how does that not sound like a show already i know like I know. that whole scenario is amazing you need to write a memoir or something that's incredible <laughs> Because even the look on your face when you're like, I need to mother them. How do I mother them? It's like <laughs> a person that just got inundated with a bunch of baby ducklings and doesn't know what to do. Do I get them bread? <laughs> right? I was doing I was like, do you guys need water? I don't know this isn't my house. I don't know where it is. But I'm going to get you some. But I just feel like, like taking care of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> This isn't my house, and I'm really confused, and I don't know where I'm at. But I know you look thirsty. I'm not gonna let you die. 
That's my motherly instinct. You look dehydrated. When's the last time you drink water? <laughs> I just look at all of them like, oh my God, they all look thirsty. Just oh my God. Yeah, we're... <laughs> well, they weren't too thirsty because they didn't notice your crotch shots. <laughs> That's uh, that's just how old I am. They ain't even looking, <laughs> they ain't even looking at me at that. They're all men. <laughs> They're just I automatically not interested. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man, there's so much I want to talk to you about, ask you about, but I don't want to keep you here all day. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, thank you so much for joining us, though. It's been super fun talking to you. Absolutely. Yeah, dude, my pleasure. This was awesome. Yeah, yeah. You wanna, yeah, I'm uh, glad I yeah. Oh, I was going to say, uh, in closing, I wanted to ask you one more thing, though, before we go. Went yeah. to the side of a bus recently? Yeah. How was that? <laughs> yeah. they they uh, So that was for Grubhub. Uh, they put they put me on the side of buses in Manhattan. Um, and oh, I was in Manhattan? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They gave me the payout. You know, they gave me the buyout rate. And I was, um, you know, I was impressed with the money for that. And... Uh, and uh, they didn't say what everything was going to be for. You know, even if you book the job, sometimes you don't know what's happening. Oh, they don't tell you everything. And a lot of the reason is it's not because they don't want you to know. They just, like, are really busy and they don't have the time to tell us everything. You know, it's, like, a lot. So um, one day I woke up and people were posting on, you're on buses in Manhattan. Yeah. And, like, and also, like, on a billboard in Times Square. <laughs> wow. I'm like, wow. That's incredible. Like that is incredible. I'm like, wow! It, like I'm a billboard in Times Square, well, and what's the ad? This, <laughs> yeah, this, you know. like yeah, like I should be living in a mansion right now. Okay, yeah. but okay, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's on Dayton, Ohio. It's Manhattan. Yeah, dude. I'm like, wow. That probably costs a lot, a lot of money to put there for an entire year. So it's been a year and. <laughs> I, I love that because, you know, when I was living in Chicago, there was a lot of debate, okay, because Chicago's, you know, people move there to train, but people who move there move out, and they either go to LA or New York, so it's like, where are we going to go, LA or New York, and I was like, you know, I'm going to LA, and I'm, you know, I'm sure there were certain comedians who felt a certain way about me choosing LA rather than New York, you know, i.e. the comedians in New York are like, Oh, you know, you know, there's, there's, there's East Coast, West Coast tension still a little bit in the comedy world, I think. So it makes me feel good to know that all those comedians that moved to New York had to see my face. Hell yeah. I don't know. Should have moved to LA. I don't know. Right? Should have moved to LA if want to get on buses in Manhattan. <laughs> I mean, I think it's, I think it's fair. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty cool step, you know, just something. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. You know, because it, it didn't happen from me doing stand-up comedy sets, unfortunately. That's not, that's not how, that's, you know, there's a lot more that went in. I had to be in the right place at the mm. right time with the right people in the right whatever, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff. And then it just happens that moving to LA was good for me because I look a weird way. I look like this, you know, and they like, they're all about the look and the, yeah. they they care about that. And I care about that, yeah. you know? And it's like our values kind of align when it comes to that, like, you know, caring about looks and stuff. Like I, I went to design school, you know, and I I was into marketing and things like that. I, lo I love that. I think it's like 
witchcraft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You definitely stand out. The look, the personality, the violin, yeah, everything you do is kind of just different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. That's great. Thanks. And the yeah, but the bus thing, the bus thing. What'd you say? Oh, and I was saying, and the fact that you're so confident with yourself, it just like, it's so inspirational, man. Like that we oh, need people you. like you around. So yeah, if you hadn't gone the route that you did, it would have been a disservice. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I appreciate hearing that. Yeah, people used to kind of laugh at me when I would tell them that stuff. I'm like, no, this is real. Yeah. Like, I feel like a spiritual way about it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, the bus thing was really cool. Um, waking up to that one day and then like, finally, like, like I earned the respect of my dad and like all kinds of stuff, like for going this certain way, because before like my dad was like, Oh, we really like you doing the ice sculpture stuff, you know, just steady paycheck. Yeah. They want you to do something. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just he was looking out for my safety, but also it's like, kind of safe to work there so but yeah he he saw the bus thing and i think the bus thing turned a lot of people i was like wow it's kind of weird like you know <laughs> just like just like that like now suddenly people respect me <laughs> just because of the bus You're the bus, bus. <laughs> like the amazon commercial wasn't enough like they needed more <laughs> the amazon commercial playing non-stop my face was on tv more than basketball for a while. They played the shit out of that thing for that buyout, right? <laughs> oh my God, they would not stop. And I, it got to the point where I was a little frustrated, you know, and I was like, damn, they kind of, I felt a little taken advantage of with the Amazon commercial. I'm not going to lie. Oh, because they like, played it so much? They played it so much. And I was like, dude, everybody thinks I'm like rolling in money right now. <laughs> but the fact yeah. is, it was a buyout. Yeah. Oh, it's a buyout? So that means that they don't have to p- keep paying you? Yeah wow but the thing is that 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 happens a lot that's that's very common that and that's okay it's okay because because it's just it just is it's fine yeah and then you know (laughs) you're it's a stepping stone for you and it's a learning experience for you and you know you're gonna get better bigger better opportunities in the future hell yeah 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 absolutely absolutely thank you so much for joining us Kristen. uh before (laughs) we go uh do you want to plug your social media oh hell yeah dude um you you find me on instagram at kristen lumberger cheese it's a pun <laughs> on cheese limburger cheese lumberger cheese okay uh moving on uh <laughs> twitter at that lundberg um because kristen lumberger cheese was too long for twitter <laughs> yeah well it used to only uh, yeah. be 128 characters so that would be half the uh half the tweet would be your name <laughs> <laughs> um and uh what else oh tiktok at kristen lundberg oh please go to tiktok i don't know if you're i don't know what demographic your people are but they're i mean tiktok is very gen z but if you guys please but it's also a lot of i get uh, a lot of hits from thrifty moms because (laughs) my tiktok my tiktok is very uh i find a lot of free shit and so that's my hobby. I I go on Craigslist like every day and I look for free mother loads. That's what I call them. And I'm not going for like a little free, like I'm not going for a little three free toothpick here and there. You know what I mean? Like I'm going in when they go, when I see entire house, everything inside is free. 
you know, wow. like that's, I find stuff like that and I'm very thorough and I go and find good shit and it's like kind of fun to watch. Like, Oh, yeah. so y'all should follow me on TikTok. Hell yeah. Or Hell I put, yeah. and then the ones that go viral on TikTok, I post on Instagram later. So you can look at Instagram for the watered down version, or you can go to TikTok and get the full nasty flavor of all that free funky shit that I'm finding. And I'm digging through asbestos. I'm digging through piles of fucking shitty baby diapers. <laughs> Just kidding. Not that bad, but I might be, I might be flying through piles of depends that haven't been used yet. Okay. So it gets kind of down and dirty, you know, <laughs> It sounds but like it's I love, I love doing it. Cause I find treasure in that trash and I've sold over $1,400 worth of free clothes that I found on, on uh, eBay. Oh, that's incredible. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of white trash like that, but, um, yeah. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. You're in LA, <laughs> you know? yeah, dude. And it's, I mean, <laughs> I don't have that ice factory job anymore. So yeah. it's just something that I do. It's like one, of, you know, it's like that. It just kind of fills that hole. And people like watching <laughs> it. yeah, people yeah, like I'm watching sure they do. it. Thrifty moms like watching it. Like a lot of people Hell from yeah. all over the country tune in actually to watch my TikTok. Awesome, awesome. People from Ohio love my shit. People from Yeah. Texas. I get a lot of Texas fans, a lot of Utah, Florida, you know, because I'm very American. <laughs> and so I'm like, I get a lot, I get a lot of the, like the mid, like the Midwest kind of Karen crowd. I get some of them. Some of them don't like me as much. I get, I get a lot of weird dudes too. I kind of like dudes who are into corn or like, Hey, wait, wait, wait. No, <laughs> I have to say something here. maybe just the vegetable. The Maybe vegetable she meant corner the vegetable. or the band corn? <laughs> Corn's not a vegetable, first of all. Oh, I'm Oh, sorry. it's a I grain. apologize. It's a grain. It's a grain. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I need to go alert grocery I know it's stores confusing to move those. because it's fresh. I know. But uh, <laughs> I'm talking about the band Corn. I am so sick of that Corn song. That Which one? <laughs> it's Corn. It's a big old lump with knobs. It has a juice. <laughs> It's overplayed. And That's every good for company children. is using it to push their little email mailers. They're abusing, using and abusing that kid. Okay, and even Chipotle fucking used him in an ad. Okay, they paid him. They paid him one, but probably 2,000 bucks. Oh my god. Hopefully They said it wasn't they a buyout. paid him. Oh, it was, honey. I'm sure It was it was. definitely, it was 100% a buyout. Because uh, that kid don't even, he don't really have an entertainment career, but he could now. Um, if you wanted, he could. He could But be the oh corn my god, kid, that yeah. song. That song is so played out. And being from Ohio, it's offensive. It's offensive how much they're playing it. It feels like we're being made fun of yet again. Midwest corn is the butt of the joke. Ha ha ha. People from Midwest are so simple. <laughs> That's Oh, what it feels like. if you have a lot of uh people on TikTok from Ohio watching your videos, uh, do you ever wear your um spawn of Dayton?
shirt on your TikTok? I just started. I just started advertising it, putting it up there. That didn't get very many views. The only <laughs> thing that gets views, the only thing they care about, they don't care about my comedy, my merch, nothing, my films, commercials, any of the cool shit. <laughs> They only care about me finding free mother loads. <laughs> it's the only way I'm going to make it on TikTok is there if I go. keep posting. I'm like, people, I can't keep find. I can't find a free mother load every day. They don't come <laughs> out. So I don't post every day. I mean, everybody has their thing with TikTok. Like Absolutely. some people, some people say, oh, you have to post four times a day. Do, do, do the algorithm, blah, blah, blah. Everybody it sucks. I've okay, heard that, so yeah. I don't like, I can't do that. I tried it. I tried it. I can't make it work to save my life. And I want to do things where I, and, I, and still retain my happiness. So I post on TikTok whenever I damn well feel like it, whenever I find a mother load. And then yeah. I will get all the clicks and views and then I'll get the follows and everything else. But it's only when I find a good mother load and it has to be a good one. It one can't thing, be uh, one thing yeah. you could do is you could break the mother load down into like three parts. So people like are anticipating. Oh, I do. Oh, oh, I do. Awesome, I do. Awesome. That's so I'll, cool. I'll film me finding the posting. So I'll film me finding the posting. Oh my God, I'm going to go here. Follow me and find out. I always say follow around and find out like, you know, what's going to be. And then, um, then I feel, and then I'll do a live once I get to the mother load. Wow. So while I'm going live, people are tuning in. So I'll possibly get followers from that. Yeah, absolutely. And they see everything and then the hard part is downloading the live and taking clips of things oh, yeah oh you can download the live mm-hmm you download the whole live and they're available for 90 days after you film them going live is a good way to to make followers because people were uh because tiktok is really pushing the live right now for yeah. whatever reason i don't know anyway like I said, I don't care about their fucking formula anymore. I know my formula and it works. <laughs> it's the works. only thing Hell that's yeah. going to work for me. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm fine with that because I don't want to be on TikTok all day, every day. That was annoying. It's addicting. Definitely is. Yeah, it's cool. But yeah, when you're getting like all those millions, you know, like I'm not getting millions of views, but like hundreds of thousands of views. I think I have one video with a million views now. Ooh. But anyway... Yeah, like so. Sometimes they go viral, and I'm like, it's always when I'm finding weird shit. So, <laughs> that's, that's interesting. That's cool. Thing. Yeah, and I'm like, but then I'm like, kind of that girl that. Just, then people are asking like, what do you do with the stuff? And then I have to show videos of me donating it because otherwise they think I'm like an evil eBay reseller, which I kind of am. But <laughs> people don't like that. They don't like that on TikTok. They don't want to think that I'm selling the stuff and making profit. They just want to see me as a magical unicorn that just gives everything away. Oh, wow. You know, heaven forbid I make a dollar for all that. <laughs> heaven forbid. We're, I mean, I thought this was America, but, you know, oh. I, I don't know. <laughs> sorry i'm sorry <laughs> trying to live the american dream over here <laughs> am i am i a karen for for wanting to make a buck <laughs> no, i don't think so <laughs> but anyway I, it's expensive to live out here man it's yeah. so yeah oh yeah absolutely i mean dude i could keep going on and on but basically um yeah i make more videos out of the one is what i'm trying to get at so then i no, I don't. So then I make the live. So then by the time I get to the live, that's two. Then, I, then third is posting the best of. Then fourth is um, posting me doing a fashion show. So then people want to see, you know, what all the clothes look like. Because I like yeah. to see, I like to 
find free clothes specifically. I'm very, and I only want to find clothes that fit me. And in fact, this whole outfit I found, this is just. Oh, like, <laughs> I like it's, it. It's oh, cute. Cool. It's just like a cute little like sweat pants outfit. I think, uh, I don't know where I got this from. They were like, oh, we're emptying our whole garage. And like, I found they had like this trunk filled with clothes and I just grabbed the whole trunk and left <laughs> and it had this and like this is just like joy lab from target but i'm like oh that's kind of nice like something to lounge and I don't, I don't have to go buy it yeah absolutely away their shit because all these supermodels and everything else they all get old and fat too yeah. you know and they, don't, they don't feel like they don't feel like you know they don't feel like trying to sell everything on ebay no they have millions yeah. of dollars and they, they don't, don't need the money that. right exactly it's not worth their time yeah yeah, so I'm like, I'm just kind of here to collect. And... <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. So go for like TikTok. <laughs> yeah, check me out. Check out my my raw, dirty, free scapades on TikTok. Man. Hell yeah. And, you got uh, to word it a certain way for my followers yeah. because the, I have the freak crowd. You know, the freak yeah. crowd. <laughs> you got to say things like raw, dirty. Nasty. <laughs> I'll, definitely, I'll definitely remember that when i'm uh, making the description for the podcast <laughs> we talked to raw dirty kristen lumberg everybody <laughs> uh you can find us uh you can find me at funky sam medina uh, instagram tiktok twitter all that fun stuff and you can find me at she shines for you on instagram and twitter and yeah. athena rodriguez comedy on facebook and everything we do uh other than that is on hypothetical comedy across the board Whoa. hell yeah thank you very much chris has been super oh, fun yeah, dude. Yes. dude you too my phone's like got a million notifications now ah we gotta stop talking <laughs> <laughs>